Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Expectations, well, they're a funny old thing, aren't they? We're all guilty of saddling an exciting upcoming movie with a hype that it cannot possibly live up to. In my opinion, it's generally smart to keep your expectations sensibly low for any movie you're interested in, no matter how awesome it might seem. Looking at you, Matrix Resurrections. The more pessimistic moviegoers among us can watch a film with low expectations only to find ourselves pleasantly surprised by a shocking piece of work. The better, I say. I mean, think about it. It's better to be pleasantly surprised than slapped with an hour and a half of, how do I say this, smiling pile of poop emoji. The 10 forthcoming films I'm going to talk about skirted audiences, skepticism to deliver some of the most entertaining films, whether made with a colossal budget or a mere fraction of it. I am Marcus Pronzi, this is What Culture, and here are 10 recent movies nobody expected to be good. Number 10, Zack Snyder's Justice League. For several years, the so-called Snyder Cut, which I actually kind of like, of the Justice League was scarcely more than a pie-in-the-sky pipe dream blathered on about by die-hard Zack Snyder fans desperate to see the director's original vision brought to life. The general thought was it would be cool to see, but we were never, ever going to see it. No way that Warner Brother would cough up 70 million bucks needed to make this happen. And then... Warner Brothers coughed up 70 million bucks to make it happen and he completed his four-hour epic release on HBO Max. Releasing the film direct to stream was probably the smartest thing Snyder and Warner Brothers could have done at the time. It allowed us, the audience, to break the mammoth runtime into its episodic chapters. Yeah, the aspect ratio threw you for a bit, but the deeper character development, better special effects and colour grade made for a tasty watch. Number 9. The Mitchells vs The Machines the Mitchells vs. The Machines was originally supposed to be released by Sony in early 2020 under the title Connected, but due to both production delays and the pandemic, the animated sci-fi comedy was removed from the studio's release schedule. At the start of 2021, it was announced that Netflix had come along, thrown some cash at Sony and bought the film. And how did that second-hand movie work out for them? Well, it ended up landing a phenomenal 98% on the tomato meter, placing it above the recent higher profile animated hits like The Last Dragon. The film's popularity will make it a tough one for the Academy to ignore for the Best Animated Film Oscar, which, in short, is a good look for a second-hand film. Number 8. Greenland You can't really blame anyone for having low expectations where Gerard Butler's new disaster film Greenland is concerned. Coming off the back of Geostorm, which was, let's face it, another insert smiling pile of poop emoji here with a lot of special effects but one of the most surprising results of the last 12 months Greenland turned out to be 
admirably character-driven. Genuinely a well-crafted movie and also Butler gives us a rock-solid performance as someone trying to get their son to safety as a planet-annihilating comet heads towards Earth. It wasn't perfect by any means, but considering that many were bracing for it to be smiling pile of poop emoji, for it to end up as certified fresh, that's an incredible result. Better yet, Greenland was also unexpectedly a smash on video on demand, causing STX Films to greenlight a sequel, Greenland Migration, with a budget almost double that of the original. Will it be twice as good? Well, we'll just have to see. Number seven, The Suicide Squad, James Gunn Edition. Now, to be fair, there are very few people out there who were silly enough to bet against the legend that is James Gunn. He's doing all right at the moment. I mean, he gave us those Guardians of the Galaxy movies, and when he told us he was going to be handling that R-rated Suicide Squad film that we really wanted to have back in 2016 but didn't get, I've got to admit, we were pretty excited. Well, I was pretty excited, but the way studios have rushed the DC Universe over the years meant to me that there was a certain worry that we were going to get another rushed poorly put together film even if Gunn was at the helm and also this meant for Gunn that the bar was low in terms of expectations from us the audience but Gunn seemed to get that in order to give us a kick-ass suicide squad that we needed and it felt like for once for once DC weren't looking over their shoulders at Marvel or anyone else when they were creating their content and focused on making DC what it should be different from anything else which in this case was raw thanks Idris stupid thanks John Cena and random, thanks Julio Cesar Ruiz. Number six, Pig. Back when the first trailer dropped for the new Nicolas Cage starring drama Pig, the internet couldn't stop itself from collectively laughing at the idea of a John Wick style thriller in which Nicolas Cage, with a straight face, tracks down the schmucks who kidnapped his precious little truffle pig. Except Pig is not that movie at all. Despite the expectation that Pig would be another self-consciously schlocky Nick Cage joint, it actually turned out to be a quite somber character piece about a man's love for his pig. The potential for unintentional comedy speaks for itself, and yet Cage's performance is really sincere. And I dare to say, when he wants to, Nicolas Cage can act. No, there aren't any extended set pieces where Cage's protagonist goes full ham. Sorry where Nick Cage's protagonist goes crazy on a fleet of assassins, the overwhelming majority of the film is actually a lot of people talking, and the result is lovely. Number five, Godzilla vs. Kong. Going by its production history, Godzilla vs. Kong had all the makings of a mega-budget dud, both critically and commercially. The $200 million blockbuster completed principal photography shortly before the release of Godzilla, King of the Monsters, which underwhelmed critics and the box office at the time, prompting rumours that Godzilla vs Kong was set to undergo heavy reshoots to iron out its issues. It was also reported that the film was being shopped around to other streaming services, further suggesting that the studio was desperate to dump and recoup as much money as possible. But in the end, Godzilla vs Kong was released in cinemas and on HBO Max on the same day and scored an impressive 75% approval rating, with critics placing it basically on par with both Godzilla and Kong Skull Island. And for a kaiju film, it delivers what you want. Big flipping monsters smashing each other up and one of them has an axe. I'm ready for the next reboot. Let's go. Number four, Slacks. A film about a possessed pair of jeans murdering the employees of a clothing store doesn't exactly sound like something that would get critical raves. And yet, with a rollicking 97% on the tomato meter, this low-budget Canadian horror is one of the best-reviewed genre films of the years. 
On pure premise alone, Slack sounds like a movie destined to receive mixed reviews at best, to play well within the gorehound demographic, but to leave a more general audience baffled, pretty much. And yet, its creative execution, black comedy and potent social commentary add up to make Slacks a horror film that ticks all of the entertaining boxes. It's funny, it's gory and thoughtful to boot. Number three, Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. On the year it was meant to be released, Lionsgate canceled the film's theatrical release, which for a Kirsten Wig-led comedy seemed like an admission that the film simply wasn't up to scratch. But the actual reason it was delayed was because of the pandemic. And if the trailers failed to convince you that Barb and Star was anything other than a broad, forgettable comedy caper, then the end result was so, so much weirder and all the better for it. It's the story of lifelong friends, Barb and Star, embarking on an adventure of a lifetime when they decide to leave their small Midwestern town for the first time ever. But it's actually so much more than that. In a year defined by so much global heartache, this is unapologetically the best blast of a movie that was just what the world needed. Number two, Free Guy. Free Guy is another massive blockbuster which had mixed reviews written all over it. The marketing didn't really suggest anything more than a watchable, wildly over-the-top action flick that doubled as a brand extension exercise for the various pop culture IP slammed into it. But then, the first social media reactions from critics hit the web a few weeks before its release, praising it as the most pleasant surprise of the summer and even an unexpectedly moving piece of work. The fact that Free Guy turned out to be a breezily entertaining action comedy which worked for gamers and non-gamers alike whilst making the most of its A-list cast, well, that's a triumph. And despite the state of the global box office at the moment being what it is, Ryan Reynolds confirmed shortly after release that Disney is interested in making a sequel. Considering how unexpectedly charming this film was, I say bring on another. Number one, The Amusement Park. No other film on this list invited quite as much a specific skepticism as The Amusement Park because it was a lost film directed by the late George A. Romero in 1973 and was finally rediscovered in 2017. With the cooperation of Romero and his family, a 4K restoration of the original 16mm film print was commissioned and streaming service Shudder acquired the rights to the project earlier this year. Given that Romero shot the 54-minute film as a for-hire filmmaker over the course of just three days and on a micro-budget of $37,000, it was reasonable to expect that it wasn't going to have much impact. But lo and behold, the amusement park received rave reviews from genre critics, praising its nightmarish depiction of ageism and elderly abuse. Despite its rough-around-the-edges construction, it again affirms Romero's gift for conceptual, socially conscious horror. Fantastic. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.